Hello, people of God. You are welcome to Inspiring Word Tuesday. I believe that today God has a word for you. A word that will change your life for good. A word that is going to be a blessing to your life and it's going to be a blessing to your soul. Let's quickly open our scriptures to the book of First Samuel chapter 15. 1 to 10. Let's pray. Our Lord and Master Jesus, we thank you this morning for a time like this to know your word, a time like this to study your word. We pray that your word will be a blessing to your people. Your word will touch lives. Your word will inspire us all. And your word will revive us once again to be doers of your word. We thank you this morning. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hello, good morning. Let's pray as we hear God's word. Our Lord and Master Jesus, thank you for an opportunity to hear your word this morning. We know that your word always comes for a reason and your word always comes for a purpose. I pray that this morning, let your word bring healing to your people. Let your word bring restoration to many who hear this word. I know that with you all is always possible and with you life will never be the same. Thank you for an opportunity like this. In Jesus' name I will pray. Amen. This morning, uh, Influence Word, empowered by the Influence Leadership Network, we like to bring you a wonderful and a seasoned word which I believe that will bring healing to your soul and it will be a blessing to your life. Amen. In times like this, uh, when the world is going through a lot of challenges, I believe that there is a need for you to endure in our Christian faith. So this morning, I would like to share with you how we need to endure our struggling of God, how we need to endure our faith in times like this. You know, life is unpredictable. It may not always seem, it may not always come with all that man expects, especially the positive outcomes. Many, however, endure in all life's outcomes. You know, now in the world, we are enduring the economic hardship together with the recent uh, coronavirus and these situations. Married couples are enjoying are enduring their marital homes to make it a better place to live. To even to add it to the already list, as we know, people are going through a lot of challenges because of this coronavirus pandemic. And 
Even in times like this, as we all know, students are also going through a lot of things or they are even enduring to make sure that they will be able to write their exams, their school exams and come out a flying colors. I made a, a check from the dictionary to find the meaning of the word enduring. The word endure is to have the ability to withstand hardship or adversity, or the ability to sustain a prolonged, stressful effort or activity. In like manner, every child of God must understand the inevitability of hardship or adversity and the need to endure. We cannot run away from the challenge. But if only we can endure, if only we can stand the test of time, that is the only way we can receive the prize set before us in the Christian faith. It is in this slide that I want to share with you how every child of God can endure the Christian faith. It is my prayer that this message is going to be, you know, this message is going to revive you this morning and give you much hope so that you can stand but not to give up in your work of faith. Amen. I want us kindly to open our Bibles to, I want us to read something briefly from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 11. Hebrews chapter 12, 1 to 11 is one of the known scriptures that I believe that will be a blessing to you in times like this. In times like this, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 11 says that, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings to us closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of, of our feet who for the joy that was set before us endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-headed. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the disciplines of the Lord. Do not nor be wary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son, every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not son. Beside this, we have had an earthly father who disciplines us and respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of the spirit and live? Verse 10. For the discipline us a short time, as it seemed best to them, but he disciplined us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, 
all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. Hallelujah. Amen. The book, the writer of the book of Hebrews wants his audience to understand how every child of God can endure in times like this. I think that the writer shared with us two important things that I think that looking from this book can be a blessing to us. So this morning, influence word, I'm sharing a POS for sixty word with you. And this morning, my word for you is that how every child of God can endure hardship, how every child of God can endure can stand the, 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 the test of time. Amen. So, I want to share with you two important things that uh, the book of Hebrews is telling us how every child of God can stand the test of time, how every child of God can endure in times of, in times like this. Amen. The, the first thing that the writer tells us is that every child of God can endure in the Christian faith, can endure in the faith by fixing his eyes on Jesus. When you read Hebrews chapter 12, 1 to 4, you can see it there. In this context, to fix one's eye on something is to focus, to determine the follow practices and the conditions to attain a position. The Hebrew church faced several, uh, faced several persecutions and, and doctrinal differences imposed on them by the Jewish sects. They agreed that Jesus Christ lived an exemplary and entirely Jewish observant life. Therefore, all Jew, all Gentiles were to observe a messianic Jewish life to be accepted fully as followers of Jesus Christ. At this, the writer of Hebrews thought it is not necessary for Gentiles to accept the Jewish right or laws of observance before they become Christians but rather to believe in only in Jesus and obey his commandments. Brethren, we live in a time today when the church is going through trials. The church of God is going through difficulties. If we don't take care, we will, we will be, begin to think that we need to go back to the former way of doing things because of the persecutions, because of the challenges that the church is going through. But this morning I came here with, with a resounding word. This morning I came here with a healing word. This morning I came here with a word that will influence your thoughts, that will influence the way you think as a child of God, that we need not to go back to our former way of life, but we need to go, we need to stand, we need to still be in church, we still we still be in Christ, we need to still be looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. If only we can stand the test of time and not to give up, I believe that something miraculous, I believe that something wonderful is coming back to the church. In 1 to 4, the writer gives us two powerful things that we need to know when looking unto Jesus. He says that we need to look unto Jesus Verse 1 says that, let me read verse 1. The verse 1 says that, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us, lies, let, us lay, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings to us closely, 
and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So indirectly, what the writer is telling us is that for we to look unto Jesus, then it means that we need to we need to we need to uh, lay aside every weight. When the writer says that we need to lay every weight, what the writer implies is saying that we need to let go of all manner of false teachings and practices, things that would not, things that would that are in, that are immoral and ill attitudes. Such practices are blasphemous in nature, rendering the finished work of Christ on the cross absolutely irrelevant. Every child of God must not delight himself in false teachings, deceit, and unnecessary words, vain philosophies of men that can swerve his or her attention from Jesus. The writer compared the Christian work to that of a race, that is a marathon, assuring the child of God of a possible completion as he or she focuses on Jesus. We cannot be looking unto Jesus. We cannot be looking up unto Jesus when we have been entangled with sin. If a child of God wants to see, if a child of God wants to endure and keep on looking unto Jesus, then we need to run away from sin. We know that in times like these, when the world is going through a lot of trials, I strongly believe that we all know that people are trying. We are all trying, especially the young people. We are all trying to do things in our own way. But this morning, the resounding word for the us, the resounding word for the church, is that we need to keep on looking unto Jesus. We need to we need to throw away every weight, anything that entangles us, anything that entangles our Christian beliefs. If Jesus Christ is to come today, whatever is entangling our destiny, whatever is entangling our Christian life, this is the time for we to throw away. This is the time for we to give everything out and look unto Jesus. Keep looking unto Jesus. Let your eyes fixed on Jesus. Another way that every child of God can keep on looking on Jesus is by emulating his example. We learning from Jesus. The verse 2 says that looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sitting at the right hand side of God. The writer in this letter to the Hebrews, so admittedly, so admittedly that Jesus Christ is the perfect is the perfect example when it comes to the subject of endurance. He was withstanding the precious. The pain and the suffering of time, especially in the Christian work of faith. His focus, Jesus Christ's focus, was on the joy, was on the joy that was set before him. It, this made him waste. 
withstand the prolonged, stressful, and painful activities of the cross. Child of God, I believe that if only we can fix our eyes on Jesus, there is nothing that would, 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 would move us. There is a need for you to look up unto Jesus. Child of God, I came here with an resounding word that in times like this, the church of God, every child of God must keep on looking unto Jesus. We don't have to not have any other. We don't have anybody to look up unto. But the only person that we can look up onto in times like this is to look up onto Jesus. For Jesus is the perfect example when it comes to enduring the hostilities of sinners and the hardships of life. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 2, 3, and that 11 to 12, the Apostle Paul writes, says that, Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. And he says that here is a trustworthy saying, If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we also endure, we also reign with him. But if we disown him, the scripture says that he also will disown us. Brethren in the Lord. We should be encouraged that as Jesus endured the cross, we can equally withstand the trials, the sufferings, the hardships, and the temptations, and even the adversary in our walk of faith as we fix our eyes on Jesus. No matter what we are going through, my tomorrow, your tomorrow is going to be better, it's going to be better than your yesterday. Let us keep on standing. Let us keep on mentoring. Let us keep on emulating the, 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 the works of Jesus. Let us lay aside every weight and endure and emerge is victorious. We can equally do the same. For a servant is not greater than the no matter what the world is going through today, no matter the challenges that we are going to, to do today, because of what I do, thousands of young people talk to me every day, issues concerning their relationship. People talk to me about issues about their marriage. People talk to me concerning the issues of their, of their work. The world is going through a lot of turmoil. The, lot, the world is going through a lot of challenges. But I came here to, to announce to somebody. I came here this morning to give somebody an assuring word that let us keep our eyes on Jesus. We should not be, we should not be taken aside. We should not let the Weight of the th the weight of the things that we are going through pull us back to the world. We should we should we should rather emulate the examples of Jesus Christ and get fixed and let us endure for our better days is on the way coming. This morning, I want to assure you. I want to challenge you that don't give up, but keep looking. Unto Jesus.
The second thing that the writer tells us is that every child of God can endure the faith by embracing the Lord's discipline. That is what the writer tells us. You know, when you talk about discipline, we all seem not to be happy about discipline. But the writer tells us in context that when we talk about discipline, in context, the everyday English dictionary defines discipline as a systematic method of obtaining obedience, a state of order based on submission to authority. By near friends, the writer of Hebrews urges listeners to accept what they were going through, do what they are going through as though the will of God to discipline them. He made his listeners identify his listeners' identity known to them, referring to them as sons of God. If sons, then there is the need for them to be taken through similarly unpleasant circumstances to reflect their very identity, which the Lord intends. We all know what we are going through, uh, going through in this world today. But at times, from what the writer is saying in the book of Hebrews, it may be a way that God wants us to understand things better. And even in times like this, God knows why some of these things are happening. So, from the text, I got to know that the law of discipline is meant to show how much God loves us. The law of discipline is to show how God truly have, loves us. When you read 5 and 6, Hebrews chapter 12, 5 to 6, it says that, uh, the writer says that, and have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not do not regard lightly the disciplines of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. Like the audience in Hebrews, the minister of the God, the, the, the child of God today sees the disciplines of the Lord. What the Lord takes him through as evil. Yes, we are all seeing the things that we are going through as evil. And acts of the lost wrath and total rejection. That is what the world is thinking about today. But not so. According to the writer of Hebrews, he said, rather, it is a demonstration of God's love for, for us. In the Lord's discipline, we are prepared enough to maintain the authority of God. You see, the Lord prepared us enough to maintain the law. Is it in the Lord's discipline? We are prepared enough to maintain both spiritual and physical order to be submissive to the commands of God, to His will, and to His authority. In the Lord's discipline, the Lord prepared us enough to maintain both spiritual and physical order, to be submissive to the commands, to his God's will, and to the authority of God, to really reflect who is, that is, the real sons 
of God. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24, it says, He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is carefully to discipline him. At times we go through some of these things so that we will understand, we will learn some basic lessons, and these basic lessons is good for us. The second thing is that the, we don't go through the, the through discipline, or discipline is not meant, <laughs> or discipline is we help know that we are accepted as sons of God. It is not that we only go through discipline for not any other reason. But we go through discipline or we go through challenges so that we will know that we are truly accepted as sons of God. When you read Hebrews chapter 12, 7 and 8, it says that it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? It says that if you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and no sons. So that is it. See that we go through so that we will know that we are legitimate sons. The writer of Hebrews further motivated his listeners that their legitimate right as sons of God is authenticated, attested, and endorsed by accepting the Lord's discipline. They accept the, the absence of the Lord's discipline. In the, mean, in the child of God's life could render him a legitimate child rather than a son. That is, he is considered as an illegal child, not a genuine son of God. So if the child of God is to enjoy his sonship position, humility to embrace the Lord's discipline is key. In context, the writer is, is telling us that embracing the Lord's discipline could simply mean accepting and holding on to the teachings of our Christ that led to our salvation. The privileges that we, the privileges as followers of Christ, the temptations, the trials, the persecutions, the hardships, and the sufferings that the Lord may possibly have us to go through. These are the signs of the Lord accepting us as sons and daughters. No matter what we are going through the world today, the writer of Hebrews is telling us that for we to be legitimate sons of the master, then we must find a way of embracing the Lord's discipline. There is a need for we to accept what we are going through. What we are going through today, the challenges that we are going through today, because we are able to stand the test of time and not to give us, and not to give up. This is a proof that we are real sons of God. Because when our father, when our, when our mentor was tried, he was able to stand the test of time. Corona will not destroy us. The corona pandemic will never destroy the world. The corona pandemic is to help us so that we will stand firm in our Christian faith. 
the last thing that the writer says that the Lord is applying is meant to produce the nature of God. It's to help produce the nature of God. The nature of God in us. You see, when we, when we, when we accept the discipline of God, that is when the nature of God in us, that is when we will see the nature of God in us. So the verse 9 to 11 says that beside this, we have an earthly father who disciplined us as, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirit and lives? For they discipline us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplined us for our good that we may share in his holiness. Hallelujah. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Amen. The believers were further given another reason to accept the Lord's discipline. But the writer said this reason was to produce God's nature of holiness and righteousness in them. And this the writer explained that the discipline does not do does not do us much more than harm. The child of God is to endure all the unpleasant experiences he goes through because in the end it will make him holy and righteous. More like God who is freely revealed in Christ Jesus. Listen, not so long ago, I fairly meted out a punishment to, to somebody in my environment because of what the person did in church. The parents of this person that I'm talking about taught otherwise and were at the verge of even attacking my whole family. To my utmost surprise, I met this child some years back, this time, and this child was looking more prominent, and this child confessed. This is what he says. My parents and I understood you, but the lesson in that punishment has done you good. Beloved, the Lord's discipline may not be pleasant, may not be that pleasant. But I tell you, it really does us good. Let us therefore endeavor to embrace those ill-looking situations for in them. For in them, His love is for us. The attestation of our sonship. And his holy and righteousness nature are freely reserving them. Listen, you may not have money to deal for your for, for whatever you want to do, even for your child or something, but you are going through scorn as if there is nothing to fight for, or and you want to give up. But endure. But endure it as God's temporary discipline for your life. Your life will never be like this. 
whatever that you are going through today is temporary. This morning I came with this wonderful word for you to understand that whatever you are going through today is very temporary. The Lord is working on your case. The Lord is working on your situation. And I believe, I have a strong conviction that something good, something better, something wonderful is coming your way. I strongly believe that if we will understand that endurance is key, since trials, temptations, and sufferings are inevitable in the walk of faith, however, we should not run away from them, but endure them all by fixing our eyes on Jesus and embracing the Lord's discipline. These are the two powerful, powerful truths that will help us in times like this. We need, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We need not to be thinking any other thing that anybody, anywhere can help us. But let our eyes still be fixed on Jesus. Then secondly, let us embrace the Lord's discipline. That no matter what we are going through today, what we are going through today, God is working on our case. God is doing something. And, and the more we go through those things, it is, it is meant for our good. That is when the God in us will come out. God will just bless you for listening to this word this morning. I pray that you apply this word of God into your life. This word of God into everything that you do. And I strongly believe that your best days is about to come. Your best moment is about to come. Your best days it's about to be made manifest. Your blessings will not bypass you. I, and I know that truly your life will be blessed. And I know that you are not going to give up. You are not going to destroy yourself. But you would, you would, you would, you, you would keep looking unto Jesus and embrace what the Lord is doing in these last days. In these last days, when men are dying, when men are giving up their faith, when men sees that, when it seems that nothing seems to be happening. I pray for you this morning. I pray for you and your family this morning that it will be well with your soul and it shall be well with your life. Thank you for being part of this wonderful program. And I pray for you that God, God is going to do something that I have not seen, that has not come to the thought of men. This is what the Lord will do for you. Enjoy the day and be a blessing to somebody. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.